Products and or services which may be advertised during this program are not necessarily endorsed by the program. Prog Watch. Music that tells a story. With your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. Greetings and welcome back to Prague Watch, my friends. This is Big Tony, your host, and before I begin this week's show, I'd like to thank my faithful supporters on Patreon.com, my patrons of the Progressive Arts, who help me to keep the show going. I'm honored by their faith and belief in me and my mission to spread the word on the greatest music being made on the planet Earth. This week I'm doing a special program which I am calling The Classical Connection, Apologies to Rick Wakeman for stealing the title, but I'll try to make it up to him later by playing something from him. Anyway, in this program, I'm going to explore the way in which classical music and traditional orchestral sounds have been incorporated into rock music and progressive rock more specifically. I believe there are essentially three ways in which classical influences and sounds have been incorporated into rock and prog rock music. The first is by actually featuring an orchestra. And I don't mean by simply tacking on some cheesy strings, as was done in many disco hits in the late 70s. I'm talking about actually scoring and more deeply incorporating orchestral music into a pop or rock setting, a la The Beatles, ELO, and The Enid, for example. The second way is by direct interpretation, such as Emerson, Lake and Palmer interpreting Fanfare for the Common Man by Copeland. And finally, what I will diplomatically call borrowing, where a pop or rock artist has based one of their own compositions on a famous piece by a classical composer, which can be heard in a number of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer tracks, and in pop songs like Eric Carmen's All By Myself, or the song A Groovy Kind of Love, which was covered by Phil Collins. Today we will hear examples of all three ways in which the classical and the more modern have fused. I've selected a lot of music for this program, so I will get things rolling with The Beatles, A Day in the Life, and The Moody Blues, Morning, Another Morning, and Lunch Break, Peak Hour. Army had just won the war 
What we just heard were a few examples of artists seriously attempting to incorporate orchestral music into their own compositions, coming from a few of the granddaddies of the concept, the Beatles and the Moody Blues. First up was the Beatles with A Day in the Life from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, released in 1967. And then the Moody's with Morning, Another Morning, and Lunch Break, Peak Hour, from their seminal Days of Future Past album released that same year. Let's move on with an example of borrowing, and then a couple of more direct interpretations. First, A Wider Shade of Pale by Procol Harum. Then Boré by Jethro Tull and Intermezzo from the Corellia Suite by The Nice.
face at first just go sleep Turn the wider shade off
I started that block of tunes with A Whiter Shade of Pale by Procol Harum, which borrows a bit from J.S. Bach. That was Procol Harum's debut single and was included on their debut album of the same name in 1967. After that, we heard Jethro Tull interpreting Bach's Bore, which can be found on their stand-up album from 1969. Finally, we had The Nice interpreting Sibelius's Intermezzo from the Corellia Suite, which comes from The Nice's Five Bridges album, released in 1970. Stay with me to hear more great music with The Classical Connection, here on Prog Watch. Moving on with my Classical Connection program this week, I have some of the great purveyors of music that fits this week's theme, the Electric Light Orchestra and Rick Wakeman. Both of these artists seriously incorporated classical influences into their overall sound, as can be heard now in ELO's El Dorado Overture and Can't Get It Out of My Head, and Rick Wakeman's Arthur. Walking on the 
from the stone and anvil is the true-born king of all Britain. Oh, 
Once again, that was El Dorado Overture and Can't Get It Out of My Head by ELO, which both come from one of their more orchestral albums, 1974's El Dorado. After that, it was Rick Wakeman with Arthur, which kicks off his 1975 album, The Myths and Legends of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Next up, I have some more direct interpretation from the band Fire Ballet. Night on Bald Mountain and then Night and Tale.
Once again, that was Night on Bald Mountain and Night and Tail, which are essentially the band Fire Ballet interpreting and expanding upon the original composition by Mazorski. Find those tracks on Fire Ballet's 1975 release called Night on Bald Mountain. After our second short break, I'll have more great music with the classical connection from the Alan Parsons Project, the Enid, and Renaissance. So stay tuned. The vinyl may be gone. The album art may be a JPEG. Radio lives on forever. If you are out there listening right now, I think it is safe to say that your musical tastes are not exactly mainstream. So I bet you sometimes have trouble finding certain CDs or vinyl albums to complete your collection. If that's the case, you need to check out a place I found recently called the Madman's Music Emporium and Gallery. Mike, who runs the Emporium, has a massive collection of hundreds of thousands of titles in CD and vinyl album formats, and also has a great selection of hard-to-find box sets, books about music, and memorabilia such as original and reprint posters and ticket stubs. But Big Tony, I hear you saying, if he's local to you, how does that help me if I'm living in Europe, Asia, or Australia? Well, friends, Mike the Madman has an online store and ships internationally. And while it is difficult for him to have his whole catalog on the online store, you can contact him directly via the site or via email with inquiries about hard-to-find titles. Check out his store at ebay.com forward slash str forward slash Mike's Good Stuff, M-I-K-E-S-G-O-O-D-S-T-U-F-F, all one word, 20163. Or email him directly at Fillmoredistrict, that's F-I-L-L-M-O-R-E-D-I-S-T-R-I-C-T, at yahoo.com. And if you missed any of that information, I will have it posted on my website, progwatch.com. Also, if you do decide to order from the Madman's Music Emporium and Gallery, Tell him that Big Tony sent you by typing Prague Watch or Big Tony in the comments. The Alan Parsons Project were another band that often used orchestral and classical elements in their compositions, and it all started with the fall of the House of Usher suite from their first album. From that suite, I am playing the Arrival, Intermezzo, Pavan, and Fall sections.
Again, that was the rival intermezzo Pavan and Fall sections of the Fall of the House of Usher Suite by the Alan Parsons Project. That music makes up much of what was the second side of the original debut LP by the project, which was Tales of Mystery and Imagination, released in 1976. The Enid are another band who have been fusing the orchestral and the more modern in their sound. And as with the Ellen Parsons Project, it all began in 1976 on their debut album. From that album, I'm now playing the title track, In the Region of the Summer Stars.
Again, that was In the Region of the Summer Stars by the Enid, title track of their mission-defining debut album in 1976. To conclude today's program, I have another band who did a lot of work with orchestras and incorporated lots of classical elements into their music, the UK band Renaissance. From their Live at the Royal Albert Hall set from 1977, let's listen to a prime example. Can you hear me?
Fly. 
Once again, that was Renaissance with Can You Hear Me from their Live at the Royal Albert Hall set recorded with orchestra in 1977. So that's about all I have time for this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's program exploring the cross-pollination of rock and prog rock music with orchestral and classical music. Before I go, I'll ask you to please check out my website, progwatch.com, and that's P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com, where you can listen to the show or subscribe if you like using a dedicated podcast app. And you can find artist links, links to my social media, and a link to my Patreon page if you would like to help support the show. Also, you'll find info on the Mad Men's Music Emporium and Gallery, if you're looking for CDs, vinyl, or other music memorabilia for your collection. So until next time, please support the artists. Be well, and prog on, my friends. (laughs) 